0: You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora.
1: What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. We are excited. Uh, because we have a very special guest today, don't we? We have a very special guest, uh, Evangelist Preston Shuttlesworth. I'll go and say hello to the peeps. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Uncanceled, good to be with you. We have a great topic to list and a
0: great topic to discuss from the Bible, so it's going to be a good podcast. I'm excited.
1: Yep, you know, obviously there's very important things in life, uh, like (laughs) the Word of God, but there's other important things in life. Yes. Uh, As you guys know, uh, Impact Youth and and really the church globally is on a 21-day fast right now, and, uh, you know, impact is also doing that. So we are not, we are currently pausing our rate that crumble cookie, uh, series. Mm. Um, it's Sounds uh, really good right now. It does sound really good. Uh, you know, we, uh, Preston and I just, just got back. We we were at a, at a coffee shop and somebody, the waiter came up to us and was like, wait, are you guys waiting for any food? It was just, it was just the devil. <laughs> yeah, it's, right? It's, right, it's, right a, it's a question
0: that he would never ask if we were eating. You know right. What I mean, it's right. like when you go on a fast, it's like, people just start offering you free food. Yep, You're yep. walking on the streets like, hey, do you want this free sandwich? You know, it would never happen in December. Nope. But January 1st to 21st, whatever, there's always someone offering food. It's just how it goes.
1: It, it's like when I'm a glutton. Like it's, like it's like when I'm like in gluttony in like November and December for the holidays, nobody wants to give me food. It's just <laughs> You it's know what else is funny too? Like on a fast, I've realized this. Like as a Christian growing up,
0: for me, like eating and going out to eat was like what we did for fun. You yeah,
1: know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Because yeah, like yeah. everything
0: else was a sin. But, I mean, you can eat all you want. You right, I
1: mean? right, But, right. like,
0: when you're, when, you're, when you're fasting, it's like as a Christian, you have, like, all this time. And then, like, when you want to hang out with your friend, you're like, do you want to go drink water together? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. do you want to have, like, a water drinking contest? Because you can't go to get a burger
1: or something, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah but it's good, though. It's definitely good, but.
1: It is. And we're going to talk about some of those benefits that come along with fasting. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I, I, asked, I asked Preston, I said, what can we rate? Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, and Preston and I kind of both were like you know uh, he, he suggested let's do our top five months of the year right there are 12 months in a year yeah. but there are five months that are superior to other months yeah I agree And, you know, I'll mention it. We're going to do top five, but I think we should
0: also discuss some of the worst months.
1: I I I agree.
0: Not to to offend anybody. Maybe there's some fans of these months. Yeah, But it's fun to discuss. You know what? There's some months of the year that you're just trying to get through. You know, let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. And maybe we're in run right now. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, honestly. Yeah, I I would say January might be bottom of the list. I know we, we talked about it, you know, especially as a, you know, a minister, 21 of the days, you, don't, you can't eat food. It's just I mean, not enjoyable. Is life even worth living without food?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll be yeah.
0: honest with you. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I love the timing of fasting and prayer, but January, I mean, there's no special holidays. I mean, I guess you got New Year's. Yeah, but uh,
1: I mean, it doesn't really even count. I know like it's January. I know it's, it's like, more like
0: December 31st. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, there's no special holidays. You know, you're not eating food. It's cold. It's snowy. It's icy. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly. I don't think it can be top five. I, not even I think, close.
1: I think that January might even be the worst month of the, of the year, yeah, I was, uh, honestly. I was thinking
0: about it. I mean, February is pretty similar. Yeah, it It's sucks, all, yeah. It's also kind of like January. I mean, you got Valentine's Day, but as a guy, I mean, is that really like your favorite holiday? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? You feel like it's more so about the girl, you know? Yeah. As a guy, it's not like you look forward to Valentine's Day. Yep. Especially when you're a single guy, you actually kind of dread it. You know, you're like, oh, here's the day they remind me I'm lonely and by myself. <laughs> You know, um, so January and February definitely can't make the list.
1: And, and I want you guys to understand that my birthday is in January yep. and I still think January is an awful month. Okay. And that says a lot. So yeah, it does. It does say a lot. Like I, I enjoy January more than February because my birthday is in it. But if my birthday wasn't in January, I'd probably enjoy February slightly more because at least like, I don't know, like we're we're getting closer to being out of like the awful disgusting winter state. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, what else would be kind of bottom of the list? I, I don't think you can include, I mean, even March, like really the first three months of the year. It's just not it. I mean, is St. Patrick's Day in March? No, I mean, it's I, in April. It's in April? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 it's in March. It's I in think March, you're right. It? It's the 17th And then sometimes like that, Easter's yeah. in March, no? Or is Easter always April? Doesn't it kind of switch sometimes?
1: I, I thought that it might, and like if it is, like I'm all for that. Yeah, I don't
0: want to discredit the uh, resurrection of our Savior. No, no, no. no what, I'm, what I'm trying
1: to say is like the
0: first three months of the year, I don't know, I just feel like it's not the best. You're kinda of waiting for spring. Yeah. I yep. guess March is kinda of like the beginning of spring. But obviously not they can't make the top five.
1: No, they, they definitely can't. So 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 the top five, all right. Let's get to it. Well let, let, let's let's get to it. Yep. My my number five. I'm going with, with June. June, okay. Um, it kind of like is kicking, right? When I was in school, I loved June because like school started to wind down. Like, yeah. you know, I would have fun with my friends. Sun started to come out. Like, it, it's kind of like the beginning of the summer. Um, I thought about August for this spot, but I didn't give it to August because I kind of felt like, you know, it's ending. The yeah. summer is ending. And it's a little disappointing. It's kind
0: of sad. It is. Because you're like, oh, this is ending. Like, it's coming to an end. Right, so. right.
1: So so my my number five is June. I like June. I mean, June,
0: I went to Christian school, so we got out earlier than public school. So I think by June 6th, we were done Yeah, with, with, same, something with, like uh, that. with school. So June was great. I mean, you're in the beginning of summer, so you're not even thinking about it coming to an end. Right, no. Um, A lot of youth camps, a lot of sure. youth events. We're done like in that time, June, June and July, I would say. We had our youth camps, our special retreats with our youth and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, the weather's great. You got Beach trips, you got maybe your family yep. went to Florida, who knows? Come on, you yeah, know, I, it's a great month. It's, it is a good month, it's, it's, it's solid at five. It, it was a good, it was a good pick. It's, a, five. it's a good five. All right, here four. Oh, yeah. oh, you, oh, I'm going all the way and then you yeah, because way. I didn't really make a list, but I was kind of going to piggyback off. Oh, your you're going to piggyback. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, so all let's, right, let's hear your, let's your four. So, four. So,
1: my four is October. Um, I, I enjoy the month of October, it is fall. Um, I love the fall feeling we're starting to get to Christmas time and I love the weather I love kind of like moving into that harvest time Uh, I love fall fest here at Faith Church uh, at the end of the month which is absolutely fire and, and and also football season is getting into full swing, which yeah, I'm really into. That's true. Um, that's why I put October. You at got four. a
0: playoff baseball, right?
1: Playoff baseball. I'm a huge Mets fan, so yeah. absolutely. We we don't get much uh, October baseball uh, as a Met fan. Uh, we do now because we got when Uncle is Steve, uh, the World
0: Series usually November. So it's like for the, October is like all playoff baseball. Oh yeah, it's it's much. big. It's yeah, big. Yeah. So I mean October. At four, might might be a tad high. Okay, I mean, okay. I mean, you do got the little bit of the demonic feel. You got people dressing up as skeletons. And <laughs>
1: you,
0: you go to Target or something. You got witches brews and you got you know brooms everywhere. You know, which I mean, obviously, I'm not a, I'm, I'm against witchcraft.
1: Right. You know right. What I mean, I'm absolutely.
0: Not, I'm, I'm anti witchcraft. Um, but October's, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's inferior to November because I think November has everything October has. But but just no demonic element. You
1: know okay, I, I can I, I can I, I can understand I can no, understand that.
0: October. I'm trying to think. There's no one I really know that has an October birthday that I can think of. But October's it's solid. My number four. I like. I'm, I'm going to keep June at number five. I like that. I agree with you there. June's a great five. Okay. Four. Four. I'm going to go November. Okay. You know, for the reasons you said, I like the fall feeling. You know, as a 24 year old man, I'm not ashamed to order a PSL.
1: No, I, of course not. You know, BSO, that, that that's you know, it. That's it. You know, bring
0: that turtleneck out of your closet. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. you know, your girlfriend's going to drag you to a pumpkin patch at some point. You sure. Make sure. you take pictures like in a jean vest or something. Yep. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, candles that are going to be scented, you know.
1: and I'm okay with that. I, 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 mean? I can be a man and, and light a candle. Yeah. I can.
0: Wear a scarf. I mean, just go full into the... I mean, you know, I'm I'm a big fan. I don't know why it's only November and October, but those apple cider donuts... Oh, delicious. That you get at those farms. Oh, yeah. You know? But I will say this. Apple picking is the most overrated habit or, like, thing to do for fun I've ever experienced. Basically, you're paying someone to collect their fruit for them. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're walking around. There's apples on the ground. Some of them are rotten. You're stepping on rotten apples. Yep, yep. I mean, is this really what we want to do for fun, ladies and gentlemen? I don't (laughs) think it is. You know, apple picking cannot... It can't, it's not the, not the greatest. That's why I have to put November at four. Can't go higher than four. I mean, you got Thanksgiving. Sure, Thanksgiving's you know, awesome. We, we have Thanksgiving. You might have a weird uncle or two that you don't want to see at Thanksgiving time.
1: Yeah. But I enjoy Thanksgiving.
0: You know your your are
1: weird, like, you know, uncle that's all about politics or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like that, you know? He, you know,
0: he wants to bring up the vaccine at, at Thanksgiving right, table right, at or Thanksgiving something. Table. You know, it's a little awkward, but. He shoots it into your food. No, you know, you get to watch the Cowboys lose on Thanksgiving. Oh, man. You no, know. you can't do that to me, bro. I got, I got my Micah <laughs> no, jersey no, no, on.
1: No, no. Uh, uh, I, I'll tell you what. I agree with you about apple picking being overrated, but it, I love apples. Yeah, I love apples too. We we did a whole segment called "Rate That Apple" for a very long oh, did time. Oh, It was, was the the number OG. one. Number one. Honey Crisp? was so Honeycrisp was number one for me. Okay, but for Ben, he also Rainy Smith. Um, no, oh, bro, no, that one was really bottom? low. That was really low. That's bottom. Okay, but wh- why do you like Rainy Smith? Not really, but I, I figured it might be a fan. No, favorite. no, it's not. And and we we like Cosmic Crisp. We like Envy apples. Uh, yeah, I've never even heard of those ones. We're, we're very we're enthusiasts. Uh, there must be, there's a lot of top. apples out there. Yeah, we're we're, we're enthusiasts. Uh, th- there's one that I you know I gotta take you. Well, you're not, well, never mind. Actually, I can't. Yeah, really we we're take you fasting. There. Yeah, we yeah. can go look at them. Stu Leonards <laughs> Stu Leonards, right down the road from right. that coffee place that we were just Let's we'll examine them yeah, yeah, you know? Stu Leonards is an experience. I, I, I okay. might have to take you there, but cool. number three for me is actually what what Preston just had at number number four November okay um, I think it's slightly better than October. um I really like the fall, so that's why I have two fall months in here all right um, I'm going November at number uh at number three for for me uh, I don't need to list the reasons again because you guys all understand and, and know yeah it, it it's a solid
0: it. month, it's a very solid month,
1: yeah, all right, three for me. I've gone
0: June. I've gone November. Let's throw in a summer month. I'm going to go. I'm going to go f- June. I'm gonna, June. Yeah, I'm going to go f- June. Wait, did I t- say June at five? You did. You did. I did. Okay, so let me think. Sorry, I didn't write mine down. What's another great month? Hmm. I'll throw in July. I mean, another, another su- summer month. Got to have another one in there. Yeah. July, yep. you're in the full swing of summer. It's a little hotter than June. Yep. But still great, depending on where you live. Um, July. Again, you get the same I mean, I guess the same reason as June. It's not too too different from June. Sure, sure. But I mean, July is great. July, you have the Fourth of July.
1: Yeah, it's great. You know, great you, you got
0: barbecue, you got grilling going on, you got fireworks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't
0: know if fireworks are legal here in Connecticut, but they are where I'm from.
1: Oh, uh, they are very liberal here in Connecticut. Oh, so no fireworks. So huh? You can have fireworks, but just not like good ones. I see.
0: Yeah, it's well Fourth of July. I think it's actually an underrated holiday. I'll say. I
1: agree. It's, I mean, it's a lot of
0: fun, food, fireworks america 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 as i say got it. i mean very solid month i'll go i'll go july
1: so so that's actually my number two is is is, is july Uh, also um like heat wave is usually like at the end of june beginning of july which i i have a really good time uh, with it's like right before the fourth i love july summer's in full swing uh weather's always practically nice every single day like it really doesn't even rain a whole lot at least here in july What's, what's
0: the hottest it can get here in Connecticut.
1: It can get, I mean, it can get in the high 90s oh, or like really? low 90s. Like like that would be like a heat wave. Like it would be like, oh, wow, oh, it's hot out. That's a good like, name for a youth conference. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually where we got the name <laughs> oh, from. Oh, really? Okay. So I actually, for some reason during heat wave, I think I just picked a time where it's literally the hottest. I see. Uh, It's literally so hot during heat but a normal summer temperature for Connecticut, and you guys can drop in the comments if I'm incorrect on this, but I would say a normal summer temperature in Connecticut is like 80, 80 to 85 degrees. Really? That's yeah. like perfect. I would say like,
0: you know, another good list sometime would be temperatures, top 10 temperatures.
1: Oh, the, absolutely. That would be a really but good But anyways,
0: list. That's, that's a different time. Sure. Temperature-wise, I think if it's like 77 with a little oh, breeze, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's like... That's ideal that's peak right there s tier that's s tier for sure yeah
1: so by I the like way s tier is like superior, superior. tier superior it's above a students look at me like i have two heads when i say that s tier yeah it's why it's s tier it's just better than a that's what it is anyway yeah i I, I i get it
0: i'm with well, you. what you what you got to preston number two you know what i'm actually gonna go september okay i mean it's it's, right. it's, it's it's a sleeper it's an underdog i understand you're like september like what are you talking about but you know it was kind of fun like I know people kind of dread school, but, like, that first month of school is not bad. It's, no, it's not. It's, like, kind of fun. You get to see your friends again. Yeah. You know, you get to go back to your sports if you played sports, you know. Um, it's exciting. It's new. It's only when school's at the end where it becomes, like, ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that first month is okay. Uh, September, I think, is the perfect weather. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's my main reason to put it at number two. I think weather-wise, all year long, September for me was, like, the best weather.
1: And you're from Virginia Beach. Virginia so. Beach, yeah. yeah.
0: And most places I've been, because I travel as an evangelist too, so I've been, you know, quite a few places. September to me is the best weather of the okay. year. yeah. Because it's not, I mean, you're still kind of in summer. You're coming out of summer. So you still have that warmth, but it's like, you can put on a light jacket, a light hoodie, you know, with a breeze maybe, depending where you live. You know, if you're in Florida, I guess you're still like in summer. But yep. um, I like September. Um, you know, churches go back into like doing special meetings, at least like we did. Um, you know, I enjoy it. But the question is, do you remember? Do you remember September? The 21st. The 21st of September. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, you know, I do. You or, do. We or got Green Day, too. Wake me up when September ends. Okay. So yep. I guess Green Day didn't like September. Okay. Because they wanted to wake up when it was over.
1: Yeah, that's a bad take but, by Green Day. It really is. It's you know, not, not what I like to see. Yeah, I don't think they prayed about that. No. I don't, I don't, I don't think they prayed did at all. or fasted. We're I don't fasted. think they
0: pray at all, to be honest with you. So, anyways. Number
1: almost, one, let's do it together. Okay. Because I think we're going to say think, the same thing. I think thing. we're going to say the same thing. Ready? Three. Two,
0: one. December, December. Yes. Yep. Okay, that's, yeah. Yep, okay. Yeah, that's easy. You know, my birthday is December 25th.
1: I did. No, oh, I did know that actually. I saw a post on social media. You know, yep. I actually didn't wish Preston a happy birthday on his birthday. I'm, I'm still hurt. Not. I'm still hurt about it. I, I honestly, I so my wife told me on like th- like two or three days after Christmas, mm-hmm. did you know that Preston's birthday is on, on Christmas? <laughs> and I said, no, it's not. And yeah. she said, it
0: is. He was posting about it. You know, it's funny. People always ask me, like, growing up, like, do you not like that your birthday is on Christmas? Do you feel like you get forgotten? But you know, it's kind of cool though. It's like me and Jesus, you know, together. And, you yeah, should. it's like kind of like kind of like prophetic to my whole life, where it's like I'm always, you know, pushing everything aside. You know, Jesus gets the glory. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there you go. So like, I don't need a birthday. You know, me and Jesus just share it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, so. I appreciate your humility, Preston. But yeah. that sounds like it'd be kind of
1: <laughs> trash to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, but. people would always ask me like, do you get double presents? You know, because like, do you get do you get presents for your birthday and Christmas on the same day? But really, it was kind of like I got half. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme like where the wise men come to Jesus like, and he's in the manger and, uh, they, and yep, they're like, yep. this, is, this is for your birthday and for Christmas. That's the worst. Yeah, you know I mean? Oh, man, that's so the worst. That's that, the worst. That was kind of like what I got. It was like, this is, I mean, my mom gave us great Christmases. You know, I sure. love my mom. Sure. You know, but it was kind of like, yeah, this is like all in one, you know, birthday sure. and Christmas, which is fine. But I mean, you got light shows you can go to yep. during December. You have obviously even just like, people just seem happier yeah you know what i mean like in general in december you know you got lights in your neighborhood you know you're driving along the street it just feels more like there's more joy yeah you know in december around with people
1: Uh, i that's actually probably why i put it at number one like like definitely is just everyone's behavior is so much better they're they're more generous
0: oh yeah you know they're thinking about other people you know buying gifts and things so it's like yeah and then there's people that don't even like serve the Lord or anything, but they'll be in church on Christmas. Oh yeah. They, Christmas they, they will. They will. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that that's a, honestly, I think that that's a pretty solid list. Um, If you're, if you're watching Cameron Pina, I, I told you that I'd give you a shout out. just, the, the Lord just brought it back to my rem- a remembrance. Like okay. you asked, I, I kind of called her out on the podcast a couple weeks ago. She's one of my youth leaders. Okay. Cause she says she skips over the rate rates and goes right to the Bible teaching. Mm. And uh, she informed me that I was incorrect that that she does that, and she does watch the full podcast, oh. and that I was wrong. I see. So, Cameron, I apologize to you. Uh, you are a friend and a, and a, and a very uh, good leader. Uh, my wife loves you. Uh, I love you. I think you're great, and uh, thank you for, for watching the, the Rate That section. Watch, yeah. She didn't watch it today. She didn't watch it this time, and then she comes to me, and she's like, you still didn't say it. I'll know she doesn't really watch right. it then. you got
0: to test her, like, hey, what was my list about? Yeah.
1: You know, what were my top five? Yeah. So let's go through the list. What was it? So it's... December. Uh, December at one. I have July at two. You have uh, September at two. I have November at three. Uh, October at four and June at five. That's a very solid list. It is a solid list. I might even say
0: your list is a little bit better than mine. Okay, that's a great list. You got some summer months in there. You got holidays in there. Yeah. You got Christmas, obviously. I mean, who doesn't love Christmas? Absolutely. December is hard to beat. It's just the best time of the year. Literally, I think there's a song about it. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's it. So, I mean, that's it.
1: That's the list. Top five, easy S tier list. I think that uh, it's elite. It's elite. And um, now that we just talked about all the holidays and celebrating (laughs) and and, eating food and 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 eating food and and everything, yeah. yeah. Let's get into fasting. Let's get, yeah. Let's get, let's 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 get to fasting. Last week, um, we talked about why you should fast. And I kind of just went through first off what fasting is because a lot of people idea of fasting is like the Daniel's fast or like um, maybe like, you know, like... Fasting um,
0: TV so, or social fasting, media. Uh, video
1: games. Right. <laughs> and I went through a biblical definition of fasting that... Actually, uh uh Wesley uh, actually okay. uh, like said said to me that I really like. I wouldn't trust that guy, but yeah, yeah. I'm uh, kidding. No, I, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we love we love Wesley. Oh, I love Wesley. If he's
0: watching, I'm, I'm just,
1: joking. just I, joking. I I think that he would know that. I think you're. Yeah, okay, I, okay. He might call you and tell you that. Okay, he's not, okay. Actually, I, okay. I hope so. um But fasting is abstaining from food for a period of time for a spiritual purpose. Yes. Um, Fasting is not like, you know, I'm going to just not eat like chocolate for like the next like, <laughs> like, like four days or whatever, or right. like fasting is not, you know, the keto uh, diet, the keto <laughs> diet, or like, you know, fasting is not like just social media TV. that That's not what fasting is. And we talked about that last week. We talked about how, uh, who fast in the New Testament, because, you know, Preston, I'm not sure if you've heard this at all, but I have heard from people that are very, uh, against fasting in some ways that there aren't any biblical examples of people fasting. Oh, uh, that would be
0: totally wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, and especially that there aren't biblical examples of extended fast. Okay. That's one thing that people say to me a lot. I see. So.
0: Well, there's many examples. I actually was turned to one in Acts 13. Um, there's been plenty of examples in the Bible. You said you already went through them, right?
1: Uh, you, so. you could say the Acts 13 one. I actually didn't touch on that one last okay. week. So,
0: so go ahead. This is Acts 13, uh, verse 2, and this is a New Living Bible. Um, the Bible says, One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, so there we go, fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. And so we have fasting there in the early church, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, where fasting was used uh, to separate people onto ministry, Yes. Saul yes. and Barnabas, where they fasted and prayed. And when they fasted and prayed, they heard the Holy Spirit confirm unto them that right. they were reserved for ministry. And so that's just one example. There's many, many examples. Um, but that example specifically, fasting was used for confirmation uh, for full-time ministry. yes, so, yes.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, one of the purposes of fasting that I really got into last week was that it denies our flesh. Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, I, I actually the first person that taught me this was actually Jonathan. OK. Uh, taught me. Uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth taught me uh, that. Uh, sorry, somebody just came to the door. If you saw me <laughs> wink, that's what that was. But <laughs> Not winking uh, at the camera. Not winking at the camera. <laughs> but Jonathan Shuttlesworth uh, taught me this, that we are a spirit, that yeah. we have a soul. Live in a body but we live in a body that's yep. right and so if we are a spirit though if that's what we that, are that's who we are yes then we need to not let our flesh be the thing that rules our spirit should be the thing that rules absolutely and one of the ways we do that is through is through fasting so crucifies your flesh absolutely and we deny our our flesh right yeah and that's why these i believe that when that's why these men in acts 13 were so easily able to hear the hear the voice of god because yep. their spirit was heightened or increased, and their flesh was decreased,
0: yeah, I believe the early church they would fast one day out of the week, yeah the uh the apostles of the early church, so you think, you know what would that be like fifty two days a year yeah and that was just basically the minimum, yeah you know and besides prolonged extended fasting, one day out of the week they would fast every single week, and then we see obviously the explosive growth of the church in the early church, and it was because they were fasting and praying people, and you know, like you mentioned we are three parts, the three parts of man, spirit, soul, and body. And so who we really are is a spirit. What we have is a soul that we've been given, and then we live in a body. And so if we're really a spirit, wouldn't it be intentional and intelligent and uh, purposeful if we began to really get into who we really are? Yeah, Because people spend so much time, uh, Pastor Joey, feeding their flesh. They spend so much time watching television shows, listening to music, doing all sorts of things, not that they're innately wrong or sinful. I mean, obviously, depending on what shows or music you listen to or, but if you spend all this time feeding your flesh, then when those two things come into conflict, your flesh is going to win. Absolutely. And I was going to go to Galatians five and talk about this because, you know, one of the questions I'm sure you get all the time as a youth pastor with teenagers and young people is, you know, how do I, how do I defeat lust? How do yeah. I defeat, yeah. uh, a porn addiction. How do I defeat um, sexual immorality and these unclean thoughts and things like that? Well, you know, I always tell them this. Like, it's a, it's a kind of a confrontational question, makes one uncomfortable. I was, I'll, but I'll be like this. Give me your phone. Yeah. And let me see uh, your music library. Let me see your text messages. Let me see who you follow on Instagram. Let me see what kind of things you're putting before your eyes on a daily basis. Yep what you're feeding yourself on a daily basis is going to have an outcome um, in your life. And so you're like, I don't know why I have these unclean thoughts. Meanwhile, you're following 13 Instagram models that post selfies in their bikinis every day. Yeah, and you're yeah. wondering why you're dealing with these unclean thoughts. But on the contrary, fasting is feeding your spirit. And one, thing, one cool thing I've heard my cousin Teddy say, and I love it, is that physical hunger, when you feed yourself, you're not hungry anymore. Yeah. But spiritual hunger, when you feed that spiritual hunger, you get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. That's good. That's good. And I love that because it's the polar opposite. You know, like when you're really hungry, like I'm sure we are right now, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, you go to Wendy's or whatever you want to do, Chick-fil-A, whatever you you eat, you eat that sandwich, you feed yourself and you're full, but you're not hungry anymore. I mean, maybe if you're really hungry. But there gets to a point after you fed yourself in the natural where you don't want anything else. Like, all right, put the plate away. I'm good for now. But spiritual hunger, the more you develop your spirit, the more you feed your spirit, the more hunger you get and the more of God that you want. And I love that. And so if you desire a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, if you want to grow in your knowledge of the Lord and the word of God, fasting is an amazing tool that God has given us to crucify our flesh. That way we can become more of who we were actually meant to be because whether you know it or not, who you're meant to be and your highest potential is found by the spirit. And I'll show you this in Galatians chapter five uh, before I pass this on to you, uh, pastor Joey. But in verse 16, the Bible says, I say, let the Holy spirit guide your lives. Then, hear this, you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So I'll pause there just for a moment. You have a sin nature. You as a human being born in the flesh have a sinful nature. Innately, your desire without God is to do the work of the flesh. It's to sin. It's to um, commit sexual immorality. It's to do whatever your flesh craves. But when you make that decision that I'm not going to go the easy way, I'm actually going to swim upstream. I'm not going with the crowd. I don't want to be like anybody else. I want what God wants for me. You'll see the benefits of that decision. And so people need to understand this. Anything God asks us to do, it's for our benefit. Yeah. It's not, God doesn't want us to starve ourselves because he wants us to torture ourselves to see how much we love him. He asks us to do these things because he loves us and he wants us to reach that full potential that's in him. But you have a sin nature. So, as a young person, how do I defeat and conquer my sin nature? I'll show you. Verse 17, Galatians 5. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite Mm -hmm. of what the sinful nature desires. Here's the key thought and verse I want you to see. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So I want you to see that. Again, I I mentioned it before, but understand, Paul said this, there's a war among your members in the King James. So basically what he's saying is, whether you know it or not, there's a conflict within you, that in your spirit, you want to do what's right. You want to do what's righteous. You want to do what pleases God. But at the same time, that sin nature, that flesh nature is butting heads, you know, with your spirit nature. And so fasting and prayer, what we're talking about today, is one of the ways we weaken our flesh nature so that our spirit nature can overcome and conquer when those two things come into conflict.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, I... I haven't, you know, obviously I have I know Preston and but I haven't talked to him about uh like the scriptures I used last week and that, and that's the one of the scriptures that I went to last oh, okay. week but I didn't break it down in the depth that that Evangelist Preston just just uh broke it down in and uh I'll tell you what a lot of students ask me Preston they they, they say to me they're like I, I want to go, I want to like feel God. I want to, I want to go deeper with him. And like, you know, I just don't really know how to, I feel like he's not speaking to me. And one thing that Mm -hmm. I'm very big on that all my students are aware of and, and all of you guys watching out there, my leaders that are watching or anybody else that's familiar with this podcast, um, I'm not about feelings. I don't believe in, in feelings being the thing that guide our lives. Right. I believe that if we don't feel God, that we should just keep pressing in until we do. That's that, that's what I always tell. I've had too many students come up to me recently. Last night I had conversation. I just don't feel God right now. I just don't feel like God's in my life. When in reality, it's not about what we feel or what we don't feel. Right. And uh, it's it's about uh, crucifying our flesh to the point, where you will feel it, there will come a point where you do feel it but there are times where our flesh is going to get in the way and try and get us to not feel it and that's why fasting is so important where we put our flesh down yeah. and we say to our flesh I'm not going to worry about what you're feeling I'm not going to, I'm going to put you down I'm going to build my spirit up and your flesh is going to be barking at you, your flesh is going to be telling you I want you to do this and that but what happens is your spirit gets so strong that you while you start feeling like your flesh is not being fed what it wants your spirit comes to such a place where you're just like man now i am feeling the presence of god so when students tell me i'm not hearing the voice of god my first i'm not hearing the voice of god or i'm not feeling god in my life my first encouragement to them after i say them are you reading your bible are you praying is have you tried fasting in your life yeah
0: that's a, that's a great way to put it. My, my father explained it to me this way. When it comes to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, you can think of it like a radio station. And I know we don't really have radio stations anymore as you know, Gen Z millennials, but think of it in the way of a radio station. Um, let's say like there's some sports radio station or some station right now, and it's playing all the time. You understand? Like for instance, my cousins have 24 seven radio stations that constantly play preaching all day long. But you don't hear it, do you? You don't hear that radio station. Why? Because you're not tuned in to the frequency that's playing on that station. So God's voice is the same thing. God is always speaking. God is always saying something. But if you're not tuned in to the frequency that God is on, then you won't hear his voice. So I want to hear God's voice. Then tune in to his frequency. And how do I tune into his frequency? I Listen by the spirit, because the Bible says those that are the sons of God, they are led by the spirit of God. And so you can't you can't hear something spiritual in your flesh, flesh and spirit don't connect. They don't agree, but you have to be spirit unto spirit. And so when you're fasting your spirit, like we've mentioned before already, is being strengthened and being built up and becoming that predominant force in your, in your nature, your spirit, soul, and your body. And so because of that, the spiritual nature is accessing God's spiritual voice much easier yeah. because you're tuned into that frequency. You're able to finally hear God's voice because you finally went to the right channel and you're finally being able to hear it. And then also, I mean, people, I would say this too, like, people always want a word, you know, and I understand it's, it's very important. Like I call people out in services. I'll give them words of knowledge. I'll give them a word for their life, but God's word is sufficient. Yeah, it is. And obviously any word that someone gives you should come into alignment with God's written word. Yeah. So find what you you can find what you need in the word of God. If not, then you don't need it. Right. You know, and obviously there's specific things like, I didn't find in my Bible, you know, there wasn't a verse as Preston, go to uh, this Bible school in Columbus, Ohio. That was there's not a scripture that says that. Right, right. But those kinds of things can be found in prayer and fasting helps as well, of course. Um, When I was uh, a senior in high school and I was praying about where God wanted me to go to Bible college, I fasted. I fasted for seven days, and on the seventh day of that fast, the Lord directed me uh, supernaturally to uh, the ministry and the school that I went to and answered my prayer. Um, and when you see fasting in the Bible, very often it's during a time when those people need a breakthrough. They need an answer. Yes. You know, you think of Esther when she, she needed favor with the king when her people were being persecuted by Haman and they were going to be killed. Um, You think of Daniel uh, when he fasted 21 days. Um, You think of Jesus beginning his earthly ministry. He fasted 40 days, extended fasting. Um, And so when you need an answer, and and maybe you're watching this and you're a senior in high school. Maybe you're watching this, you're in your early 20s. Your life uh, doesn't really have a direction at this point that you're confident in, I would strongly recommend fasting and prayer. And I would bet my life on it that if you are consistent with it, if you stay in the word of God, if you pray, if you put on anointed, anointed preaching every day while you're fasting, the Lord will speak to you. Yeah, He wants to speak to you. He's not a mute God. He's not a silent God. But like I mentioned, you have to tune in to the frequency of God's voice in order to hear him more clearly and yeah. the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I I, I think uh, kind of like Evangelist Preston just said in, in, in Acts twenty seven. Uh, Paul he has a, he's a has a storm at sea, and they're in the middle of this storm, and Paul he uh, he fasts during this this storm. He does not eat for fourteen days, and during this fast, I'm trying to find the exact verse, but the Spirit of God speaks to him during this fast. Um, Forgive me. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, find the, uh, the, the uh, text right here. Um, there it is. It says, the, uh, the next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until uh, at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. Notice this. I I like this right here, and I, I think Evangelist Preston will too. A lot of times Christians, I've talked about this before, talk about storms in life and how they get whacked by all these different storms and that, you know, we're going through all these different storms in life. In this instance, they didn't even need to be in this storm because Paul, the Holy Spirit had instructed Paul to not sail in the first place and they just didn't listen to him. Uh, but that's, that's not the point I'm trying to get out. Just a quick point that we can notice in this. But no one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul uh, called the crew together and he told them that they shouldn't have sailed in the first place. You would have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your life, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will, it will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. So what happened here? Well, it said that they had not eaten for a long time. And during this time, the, an angel of the Lord comes and speaks to Paul and tells them that they're all going to survive. So what am I trying to surmise here? What I'm trying to say is, is that Paul inclined himself to hear the voice of the Lord and to position himself to be able to receive a word from God. Um, just like Evangelist Preston said, I can get the word of God anytime. I can just come right here and I can, and I right. can read it and it's sufficient. But at the same time, like Uh, evangelist preston said there are times where we may be looking for something specific that the bible doesn't say you know go to columbus ohio go to north point bible college right and in those moments it's fasting can increase your sensitivity to hearing the voice of god and position yourself to be able to receive so
0: absolutely and you know we were talking about this at um at coffee but You know, there's the story in the Bible of Jesus and the disciples. And the Bible says the disciples were going out. They were healing the sick. They were casting out uh, the uh, devils that were in the people. And they were doing the things that Jesus told them to do. But they came across a certain man possessed by a spirit that they were unable to cast out. Yeah. And we, we see that in the New Testament. And Jesus told them and rebuked them. And he said, you know, oh, you faithless generation, you faithless ones. Don't you know that this comes out, this kind of spirit comes not out but by prayer and by fasting. And so I mentioned that because for me as a minister and you as a minister, I want to make impact. And I know you do too. Yes. And I want to see miracles. Yes. I don't want to just be, you know, and again, I don't want to offend anybody, but this is the Uncancelled podcast, but <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. I don't want to be your average run of the mill community pastor that will just read a scripture and close in prayer right. and have dry services and no one's touched by the Holy Spirit. No one gets healed. No one gets delivered. I want to be someone that God can do with his power, which is the Holy Spirit. It's not my power. It's not because of how great we are or who we are. Right. But it's because we're vessels that the Holy Spirit can pour into to reach those around us. I want to be someone that God can use to do miracles. Yeah, And I want to see signs and wonders. I want our generation, if they're bound by a suicidal spirit, they're cutting themselves every night because of a spirit that oppresses them and tortures them in the mind and all these kinds of things. I want them to be able to come to a meeting or a service that I'm preaching and they can feel the Holy Spirit break every chain of anxiety, depression, and fear. I want to see people that have stage four cancer, Pastor Joey, be able to come to one of my meetings and I can pray for them and I I can pray for God to heal them and they can be healed supernaturally. I want that. You know, not everyone wants that. Some people want certain things. Some people desire certain things. I know for me, and I know you agree because we've talked about it, I desire to be used in the supernatural. Yeah, I want to be someone that the Holy Spirit can use to impact people in a way that no man can explain, no doctor can explain, no natural reasoning of the mind can explain. But if I want that, the Bible gives me that example in the New Testament with the disciples that only fasting and prayer produce the the power that they were needing to have to cast out that certain spirit. Yes. And so there should be, and I believe this, there should be no demonic spirit that should have more power than me as a believer and as a son of God. Right. and someone filled of the Holy Spirit. And so if fasting and prayer is what produces that power and I want that power, then guess what? I'm going to fast. Yeah. That's why I'm fasting right now. Believe in God to increase me. Believe in God to use me greater than he used me last year. And last year was great. But as a Christian, you need to have this mindset that I'm always growing. Yeah, I'm always increasing. You know, my grandfather, who was a, a pastor and an evangelist for over 50 years, one of, he had a lot of sayings, a lot of uh, catchphrases, I will, things he was known for. But one thing he would say was, I'm satisfied with an unsatisfied satisfaction. And and that's kind of a very complicated way to say, what he was saying was, I'm thankful for what God's done in my life. I'm grateful to be where I am today. I'm thankful for where he's brought me from every miracle he's done, but I'm not staying here. I'm not stopping because God did these things for me. I want all of God. I want more of God. You know, there's the, um, in Revelation, and I'm kind of going a lot of places, but just hear me. In the book of Revelation, the Bible talks about there's these angels in heaven that worship, the, uh, worship God. Yeah. And they circle his throne. And as they circle the throne, they begin to see more aspects and different aspects of God that they never saw before. And because of that, they keep saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The, you know, and they keep worshiping through all of eternity, these angels worshiping. Yeah. You know why? Because they're catching aspects and, and glimpses of God that they never saw before. And I love that because I would consider myself, and I know you are too, Joe. You went to Bible school. You know the word. But there's always something more to learn. There's always some place to grow in God. There's always some aspect of God that maybe I didn't fully realize. A verse I read that when I'm on a fast, I read it and it jumps out to me in a way that it never did before. Things like that. And so I want that. I have a desire to increase. I want to know more of God. I want to remain hungry. You know, they say in nature, any plant that's not growing is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same way in your spiritual life. If you're not increasing, if you're not doing more for God in 2023 than you did in 2022, then you've backslidden. Yes. That's what backslidden means. You're going backward. You're not going forward. But the path of the righteous person, the Bible says in Proverbs 4:18, shines brighter and ever brighter until the full light of day. Yeah. So our path is not to go forward or go into a victory and then have a defeat and then go to a valley, then a mountain, then back and forth and up and down and sad and happy, depressed and joyful, full of strength and then weak. No, we go from glory to glory, from strength to strength and victory unto victory. But one of the ways we provoke that is by fasting and by praying. Yes. If we don't, then really it's, it's a sign to God that we're content with where we are. Yeah. And we don't want more, but I want more. And I know you do too. Yeah. And I want... I want this youth group to grow. I want it to grow so much you have to use the main sanctuary one day. Amen. You know what I mean? I have that vision. I want there to have to be additional parking spaces for people because Connecticut's being reached so mightily because of what God's doing in this ministry and in the youth and in the, in the main church. You know, I want that for people and I want that for my own life and ministry. And it's not selfish to want to increase, no. but fasting is what provokes the favor of God. It provokes favor of God. And I'll show you, And I know I've talked for a long time, but I want to show you this in Nehemiah. And if you take notes about about these podcasts, write this down. If you're watching, fasting provokes the favor of kings. Amen. And God, obviously, know, is the king of kings. Fasting provokes the favor of kings. And I'll show you this in Nehemiah. Uh, Little backstory before we read this. Nehemiah, in the story, in this chapter in the Old Testament, uh, God's people are in a conflict with an enemy king and an enemy nation. And so Nehemiah needs favor with the king that's not gonna be in favor of, of the Israelite people, his people. And so the Bible says he goes to fasting and praying uh, for his answer, because he needs an answer. And I'll read in verse four of Nehemiah one, the Bible says, actually verse three, excuse me. They said to me, this is Nehemiah one, three, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. Verse 4, when I heard this, I sat down and I wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God. Who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands? Listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people, Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly, but by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. The people you rescued by your great power and strong hand are your servants. Oh, Lord, please hear my prayer. And then I'll I'll skip into chapter 2. In verse 4. So he prays. You can read his entire prayer, in Nehemiah 1, as he's fasting and praying for his nation, and fasting and praying for favor with this king that he's going to appear before uh, for Israel. And then we read in verse 4, the Bible says, uh, actually, I'll begin in verse 1. We'll just read the story so we can see. Nehemiah 2 1. Early the following spring, so this is after he's fasted and prayed, in the month of Nisan, during the 20th year of King. Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. So the king asked me, why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. Why, you must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified, but I replied, long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins. Talking about Israel. And the gates have been destroyed by fire. But here's the key verse I want you to see. The favor that fasting brought to Nehemiah. The king asked, well, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, if it pleased the king and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. And then for sake of time, I won't read the whole thing, but the king grants Nehemiah's request. He grants him his request to go back to the city. He even helps him with supplies to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and restore it. And so... I show you that because maybe you're believing for something right now. Maybe you need an answer. Maybe, like I said, you're in a place where you need direction from God. You need favor on your job. Maybe you have a career. Maybe you're working. You're early 20s. You're watching this podcast right now. Maybe you're in high school. There's a friend that's unsaved that you want to believe for, that it seems impossible, that they'd ever come to a youth group with you or serve God, and you need a breakthrough. You need a, an answer that only God can bring. Fasting provokes the favor of kings got favor from god can come upon your life as you fast and as you pray you know as a minister as an evangelist i'm believing for increase i'm believing for open doors i want to make more impact this year than i've ever made yeah but that takes the favor of god it can't happen by the flesh and so fasting and prayer can produce those kinds of answers
1: yeah absolutely that, that, that's good that's really good. I honestly, if, I, if I'm being honest, I, I obviously know the story of Nehemiah, but I uh, did not even think to go to this passage when, when talking about fasting, but it's a good one. It's yeah. an important. He fasted and
0: prayed before he appealed before the king. Yeah, I mean, it's the first chapter. You know, yes. it's, it's, like, yes.
1: it's like it
0: set the stage for everything God did in Nehemiah's life, yeah. which is amazing.
1: That's, that, that, that's huge. And, and, you know, I, I think that what Evangelist Preston and, and myself are trying to communicate to you guys today is that fasting— is really something that every Christian should do. And yes. And it's something that every minister especially should do.
0: Especially. Absolutely. Especially.
1: If you're called to ministry, I know a lot of my students that are called to ministry watch this, and believe it or not, and I'm very proud of many of them, they are already fasting uh, now at, in, in high school, uh, which is great, because honestly, I, I didn't put fasting into practice until I was in, uh, in Bible college. So right. that, that's something that I was, uh, I, I was behind on, so you're already mm-hmm. ahead of me. But, uh, and and one thing I want to note, Preston, is I want to note this, that Sometimes, you know, you guys might be wondering right now, and this is just kind of a side note. Why are you guys so openly talking about fasting? Isn't fasting supposed to be something that is done in secret? Because Matthew 6 says that when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites who basically make it look like they're suffering and they're fasting. And what I want you guys to understand with that is, yes, fasting is supposed to be in the secret place. But the attitude Jesus was referring to was from a place of pride. Right, where we think that we're better than others, and we want people to feel feel like we're more spiritual than them because we're fasting. Right, and also number two, this is a corporate fast right. with the entirety of the Church of Jesus Christ. So it's not like it's just you in the secret place fasting. We are doing this corporately as a body right now. Right, so it is not wrong for anyone to be saying right now on this twenty one day fast that that they that they're fasting because it should be. Pretty well known that, yeah. that that's happening. And there
0: are many examples of corporate fast being called in the Bible by leaders of nations. Um, kings kings of Is- Esther, kings of Israel called people to fast during times. Yes. So there's obviously examples of it, you know, and the disciples, like I mentioned, they fasted one day a week. They knew they were fasting, like because they had a day of fasting and prayer. The right. early church did. Um, but of course, there's private fasting. Sure. And. Obviously, what the Bible says in Matthew 6 is true. Uh, but this is a time of corporate fasting for the body of Christ. Yes. And if you never talk about fasting, when will you talk about fasting? Right. It's like, well, because of Matthew 6, we don't talk about fasting. It's like, what is that? It doesn't even make any sense. Right, right, Jesus talked about fasting. He mentioned it. He talked about it. He talked about how to do it, you know, things like that. And so if Jesus talked about it, why shouldn't we talk about right, it? Right, right. And people have questions, you know. And it's something, honestly, people need information about because they could harm themselves maybe if they don't have information on how to properly fast. Yes. You know? And so like ignorance on the topic is not the answer. Having information, having examples from the Bible, what it produces, these kinds of things, we need to have that kind of information. So it's important.
1: Yes. And I found it that people that usually raise that concern are the people they that don't fast fasting. and they don't yeah. want to fast. So
0: just don't fast. You know what I mean?
1: Right.
0: It's so funny. Like it's true. Like the people that criticize fasting the most, don't fast. Right. You know, I actually, I probably won't mention it. It's kind of rude. But I tweeted one time. I was like, is there anybody that's against fasting that's under 280? You know, Cause it's always like, I understand why you don't want to fast. You know I mean? <laughs> uh, it's kind of rude. I apologize. You, but.
1: you would, you would lose a ton. of. I'll tell you what, <laughs> fasting from a health standpoint, it's good for you. It, it is very good for you. It is a reset for your body and you will lose weight. Don't fast just because you're trying to lose weight, but it, it does. It causes and and you it's to lose funny weight.
0: how your cravings change. Like, yeah. like there's, I'm like, man, some celery sounds so good right now. Whereas I was, if I was eating, celery. I don't know, it was just like random things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know, like junk food. Like the idea, if I went to like McDonald's right now, I think I might vomit. Like, because you kind of get, um, what's the word, detoxed? Yeah, You yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. get detoxed from all that junk food and all that like sugary soda and stuff like that. So I remember like, it's just like, it resets your whole system, you know, and it's good for you. People that aren't even Christians recommend fasting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's beneficial in the spiritual and the physical. Right. Absolutely. Uh, w- real quick, Preston, but, but before we, before we kind of close here, I wanted to just take a second to be able to maybe talk about some practicalities of the sense that like, uh, How, I, yeah. I've, I've already talked about, I believe that you start, this is, this is my personal take on, on fasting. If you've never fasted a meal, don't fast a day. If right. you've never fasted a day, don't do three days. If you've never done three days, don't do seven days. Right. And then kind of once you get to 10 days, you're pretty much all set for uh, for to do yeah. 21. Uh, and I, I also, you know, I, I want you guys to know that if you fast for seven days, If you were to fast, even for three days, you should be careful of how you come off that fast. Yeah. Uh, You don't want to go and just eat a steak with your first meal that you have. No. Um, That would be very bad for your body. So (laughs) um, if you are fasting for an extended period of time, uh, if it's just a day, like, don't worry about, like, how you're going to come off of it or anything. It's not really, like, a huge deal necessarily. Uh, But if you're going to do three-plus days, you should probably just be maybe a little cautious at your first meal uh, for a three-day fast. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, don't go to McDonald's and have like 6,000 calories your first, first meal back. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of teenagers and, uh, young people that watch
0: this. I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like if you're still growing, I wouldn't do a extended fast. I agree. To be honest with you. Um, maybe do a six to six, Yeah. you know, 6am to 6pm and then, um, have your meal at 6pm and eat. Uh if you're if you're growing, if you're if you're still having growth spurts and things like that, I don't think it's wise to do a 7-day total fast. I agree. Um I would recommend a 6 to 6 or maybe a meal. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe skip lunch at your school to pray uh things like that. Sure. Um Daniel fast, I don't recommend. Um it's debatable whether or not it's even a fast. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's more of a diet. Um but 6 to 6, I think is really good for people that are getting introduced to fasting. It's very doable. I mean, you'll be hungry. It'll feel uh, sacrificial. But if you do six to six and just take those times in your day that you'd normally be eating to pray and then eat after 6 p.m.? Yeah. I think that's a great fast. Absolutely. Um, and that's found in the book of Judges. If you want to see an example in the Bible of a 6 to 6 fast, sun up to sundown. Yep, is basically what it was. Yep. Um, and like you said, um, it's like building a muscle. You know, right now, obviously, I, I haven't been in the gym in a long, long time, but I wouldn't go to the gym right now and throw up 350 and try to lift that without a spotter. I would die. Yeah. you understand? Because my body is not trained up. My muscles aren't built up to lift that kind of weight. And so just like a muscle, you build it over time by practicing the discipline. Yep. And so just like at a regular gym, you lift whatever. You lift 100 pounds, then you get to 120, 140, and you build up your strength. Yes. Same thing with fasting. Start with a meal. Start with one meal, then move to two meals, then do a six to six, then do one day, then three days, then five days, and you build up your fasting discipline. Yeah. And then, you know... My dad was very strict. So even like when I was growing up, we would do three-day fasts every month because the idea was um, if you do three days a month, 12 times three is 36. And that's a tithe on the year Mm. because there's 365 days in the year. Fast 36 days, like a tithe to God, plus extended fasts as well. But um, it was funny, like we had pet dogs at the time and I would like not feed my dogs during those three days. (laughs) And my dogs fasted and prayed. I'm telling you right now, they were spiritual dogs. They were seeing miracles. They were seeing breakthroughs. I'm telling you right now. Um, And so like, anyways, I say that because I was introduced into fasting. I probably fasted for the first time. I was probably 13, I would say, but it wasn't like seven days. It was like a meal, a day, things like that. Um, And it, it helped me. It really did. But if you're watching this and you're young, you're a teenager, do not do a seven day total fast. No. You know, I would I would say you would agree. No, nope. um, that's dangerous. You're still growing, um, but if you you feel to fast, you think it'd help you, just take a lunch off. Yeah, you know, don't absolutely. eat don't eat lunch at school that day and pray. Absolutely, you know,
1: the the things of the spirit are actually similar to the things things of the flesh. And what I mean by that, I don't mean obviously they're very different things, but what I mean by uh, that is like if you like exercise, that's a thing of the flesh or a thing of of the body, right? Right. And it, the same way that he said that. In, in the things of the body that we slowly reach our goals. We slowly, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm used to eating 5,000 calories every day, which I would be really fat if I was, <laughs> and I went for an aggressive goal of eating 1,500 calories every day, yeah. that would never be possible. Like right. I, I wouldn't be able to do that sustained. In the same way, in the spirit, you know, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to reading your Bible, when it comes to fasting, I always encourage students to start In an area that they can handle and then increase from there. You know, if you are like, I'm gonna pray for an hour and 30 minutes every single day, but you've never prayed for five minutes before, that is an unrealistic goal that you cannot, that you will not be able to successfully reach and you'll be discouraged. You might do it one day, but to be able to do it seven days in a row, that might be an unrealistic goal. Maybe start with 10 minutes of prayer and increase from there to build yourself up to be able to do something like that. So, absolutely. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so fasting is an essential thing, guys. It really is. Um, I encourage every Christian to do it. I really encourage every Christian to, uh, you know, I, I personally in my own life, I feel it important for me to fast one day every single, uh, week. Uh, some feel to do three at the beginning of every month. Some feel to do it differently. There, there's nothing, uh, the Bible doesn't specifically say, uh, we know how often we're supposed to fast, but the expectation is that we will fast. Right. It is. And I, I would encourage you to fast regularly because you're just putting your f- flesh to uh, death pretty much every single time and building up your spirit. So, yeah. I mean,
0: people bring up Matthew 6
1: about fasting
0: in secret, but understand Jesus said, when you fast. Right. Not, right. not if you fast, not if you feel like you want to fast. Jesus said, when you fast, yes. don't fast like the, you know, the religious people fast. Yeah. So, in other words, he was saying, he, you know, was saying at the intention, like, you're going to fast. Yep. Like, it's something that you will practice as a discipline of being a disciple yep. of, of, of Jesus. So fasting is commanded in the scripture and in the New Testament. Yes. Very, very clearly. So.
1: Yes. So get your fast on right now. Oh, yeah. If you haven't been fasting up to this point, you're watching this. You're like, hmm, maybe I do want to fast. Why don't you join me? And if you've never fasted, before, maybe do one meal a day uh, through. Uh, we're doing our fast through January 21st. Do, do, a, do a meal. Up until that point, maybe if you're more experienced in fasting, you could do 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Maybe you could do a one day full fast and then do 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., depending on where you're at. But go ahead and hop on and join us uh, in in this fast where we're just believing for a move of God in this ministry, Impact Youth. uh, And we're believing for a move of God in in your personal life as well and and, and growth. And remember to pray. Oh, absolutely! There's absolutely. People, there's people that
0: fast and they don't pray. So it makes like, no sense. At that point, it's just a diet. Yep. At that point, it's just completely just physical. It's a waste of time. Fasting and prayer.
1: Yes. Combined.
0: the yes. Two together. So
1: it should be. If you hear the word fasting, you should automatically associate prayer with that word. Yes. Because it's a like like evangelist Preston said, waste of time. Uh But Evangelist Preston, if you wouldn't mind just praying uh, to, to close this out right
0: now. Yeah, absolutely. Father, right now, we thank you for this time we've had with our friends on the podcast. Father, I thank you for people that are hungry, young people that are listening to this right now. They're believing for answers. They're believing for direction. I thank you, God, that you've given us a tool and a weapon... Prayer and fasting that we can use to receive favor from you, receive answers from you. I thank you, God, that there will be people that will begin to fast for the very first time because of this podcast, and they'll begin to hear your spirit more clearly, or maybe even for the first time in their life direction for their future, direction for maybe uh, the relationship, whatever they're believing you for. Father, I thank you that through fasting and prayer, you're raising up a mighty generation of fire baptized, Holy Ghost filled. Young people that will not compromise in this last hour of time, and they'll be used mightily to impact this world around them and build the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We thank you that we're growing. We thank you that 2023 is going to be a blessed year. It's going to be a mighty year for Impact Youth and Faith Church and the other ministries connected with this one. And Father, I thank you that this year will be the greatest year we've ever seen because we're a fasting and praying people and we're a spirit led people. I pray all all of these things in your son's precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you to those of you guys that tuned in. Thank you to the faith church family. Maybe you're not a part of impact youth, but you go to faith church and you tuned in and uh, thank you to those of you guys that just watch every single week. We love you guys so much. We got another one for you next week. Hope that you guys tune in. God bless you. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to the uncanceled podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God
1: bless.